Startup Nation. This is Dr. Carol. I'm just here, wanted to give you guys some helpful tips and things to remember as we move and navigate through this unprecedented uh, health pandemic. The first thing you guys want to remember is please wash your hands thoroughly and frequently. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds under warm water with soap. If you do not have access to a sink with warm water and soap, please use hand sanitizer um, that contains at least 60% alcohol. The next thing you want to do is please avoid large crowds and social gatherings. As young people, our immune systems are typically healthier and so we can be asymptomatic, which basically means that we can carry uh, the virus if we come in contact with it and our immune system will recover. But we also pose the risk of spreading it to those who are immunocompromised or who have chronic health conditions and our older people. So please avoid large, large crowds if you can. The next thing I would say is use respiratory hygiene. If you have to sneeze, if you have to cough, please cover your mouth in your sleeve, not with your hands. Please avoid touching your hands and face after you've done this as well. And please, again, wash your hands. And lastly, if you feel sick, if you have any of these symptoms, which is high fever, uh, initially a dry cough or fatigue, please seek medical help early. If you've been exposed to someone who might have had the virus or been in contact, please stay at home to avoid spreading the virus to anyone else. Again, this is something serious, so we don't want to take it lightly. But those are just some helpful tips and reminders uh, for you guys as we navigate through this pandemic. I hope you guys have a great day and uh, stay safe. The Startup Life is powered by Canvas People. Startup Nation, my wife and mom are always getting on me about taking pictures of my daughter with my phone and never sharing it with them. They say I'm holding the pictures hostage, which I think is just absurd. But if I'm being honest, Startup Nation, I just forget all about those pictures. Also, with my busy schedule as an entrepreneur, the month of May always creeps up on me. And if I forget Mother's Day, trust me, I'm going to have bigger problems on my hands. But this year, I won't have that problem. That's because my friends at Canvas People have my back. CanvasPeople.com is where you can upload your photos from your phone and print them on canvases. Their site is easy to use and shipping is quick. They also have other items you can put your phone photos on, such as a nice custom tabletop to go in the office of your business and even NFL themed ones to support your favorite team. Trust me, Startup Nation, you're gonna love Canvas People. And I have a special code that you can use to get an 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. That's right, Startup Nation, free. This is a $76.99 value. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. Get your own 11 by 14 Canvas People print for free. Just visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo, and enter this special promo code, Startup. This is a special limited offer for today's listeners. So go to canvaspeople.com today and use the code STARTUP for your free print. So if you're ready to win Mother's Day or any other special occasion, remember my friends at canvaspeople.com where you can get a photo of your favorite people on great canvases. The Startup Life is powered by Ladder. Startup Nation, as an entrepreneur, you are the engine that powers your business. We have had many entrepreneurs on the show from those that played Division II basketball, quite a few Ironman participants, and even an NFL quarterback. And the one thing they all have in common is that they know getting early morning workout wins leads to business success for the day. However, it's super important what fuel you use for your workout to get that early morning success. And that's where Ladder comes in. Ladder is a sports nutrition company founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party that is trusted by all major professional sports organizations, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more to verify the highest standards for quality, but more importantly, safety. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Personally, I like superfood greens. Not only does it include the most essential nutrients that are hard to get in your diet, like magnesium, zinc, B vitamins, and vitamin D, they also included the Rodelio root, which helps keep you healthier when stress is high, but also it helps support immunity according to many studies. Use code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off at ladder.sport. So maybe you're not trying to be a four-time league MVP or a seven-time Mr. Olympia, but you still need the tools to elevate your health that elevates your business. So go with Ladder and prepare to get better every day. 
It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, so I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. And today, Startup Nation, I know, look, I know a lot of us are kind of dealing with our new normal with everything going on in the world and things of that nature, but I think we have the perfect guest to help us out today. She is a leadership coach who helps ambitious women expand their capacity to handle more growth, wealth, and success. For more than 10 years, she has helped entrepreneurs, corporate executives, Academy Award nominees, Nobel Prize organization candidates break through boundaries that have been holding them back to get to the next level. She has been seen on or featured in the CNN, the Detroit Free Press, the Associated Press, Sports Illustrated, the Huffington Post, and more. She is Lisa Fabrega. How's it going, Lisa? Great. How are you today? I cannot complain. Are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? I am so ready. All righty, let's do it. So Lisa, first things first, let's set this thing off right. Just kind of share with us your origin story, how you got up to this point in your career. I was actually an actor for a long time in New York City, working a lot of odd jobs because you know actors, you know, don't work consistently all the time. Right. <laughs> And I had a pretty good career. I, I, I booked a couple of really nice things, but it still wasn't enough. So I was working temp jobs and the temp jobs, I kept getting promoted and because I was good at what I did. And then it started getting to the point where they were having resentment issues when I was going away on auditions. Mm. And I was looking for something more flexible that I could go on auditions and not get dirty looks when I came back from an audition. And of course. So I ran into a friend who was a fellow actor at the time. This was back around that the 2008 kind of crash, you know, and she told me I have a coaching business and I am making money, enough money to pay my bills and I can go on auditions whenever I want because I can make my own schedule. And I had just finished reading the four hour work week as well at that time. Of course, of course. And so my brain started turning. I started, I never actually thought that I, you know, I, I, it was kind of like a fantasy, like a fun fantasy, but I never actually thought like I can actually do this. But when I talked to my friend, I realized, hey, if she can do it, I can do it too. And so not not long after, I enrolled in a coaching school. And I have to say it was a terrifying decision because at the time, it was during the financial crisis, you know, people were talking about how nobody has money and all this stuff. And, right. and here I was investing eight grand in a coaching school. And to me, eight grand at that time was like, oh my God, it was like several months of rent. It was a lot of money for me at the time. So I did sign up. I committed to it fully. And I remember my father, who is the only other entrepreneur in the family other than me, I had a conversation with him and he said, you know what, Lisa, I think you can do it. I've seen you do whatever you put your mind to. Thank God for my dad saying that to me. Got you, right. (laughs) And and this is history. I I went to coaching school and I was very ambitious from the beginning and that I wanted, I needed to be because I was making hardly any money at my other job. And at one point I had been laid off and was on unemployment and so I was really determined to start making money right away in my business, even though I had an uncle who called me and told me that I should consider starting my own business or reconsider because I wouldn't make any money for two years. And that made me angry and I wanted to prove him wrong. Ah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so right away, I think a few months into my coaching school, we were allowed to start taking clients and I immediately got out there and started putting myself out there and Um, I did book a couple of coaching clients. I did make my fees higher than the coaching school recommended because I had nothing to lose at that point. Gotcha. And, and, you know, as, as, as the story goes, here we are today. That's, that's my origin story. (laughs) I hear that. that. Thank you for sharing that. And you said you went through the coaching school and paid for the coaching school during the 2008 economic crisis. It was, you know, it was a little after that. It was probably about the, it was after 2008 um, because I, opened my practice officially in 2010, though I had been doing, I had another business going, you know, during those two years as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. The reason I asked that is because we, we always talk to Startup Nation about like when you have things like the, the 2008 financial crisis or what we're kind of talking of, you know, what we're going through now uh, with this world pandemic, it, it's also, you know, a kind of a, a neat time to kind of start something new, because as things are kind of at a standstill, you're acquiring some type of skill or something like that. And then when things start to pick back up, you're hitting the ground running when that happens. So uh, that's kind of why I was asking that for sure. Thank you for sharing that. 
But really quick follow-up question, because you, you talked about your dad being an entrepreneur and stuff like that. Kind of talk to um, talk to Mason about him. Share uh, a little bit about him and his story a little bit, if you would. I'm interested. Well, he actually is an inspiration to me on this angle because when he when I was a child, he worked. We, I grew up in Panama, and um, when I was a child, he worked at a paint company, and he was he kept getting promoted, promoted, promoted. But his boss was actually a little jealous of him and refused to promote him any further. And, you know, I, I kind of admire my father because I think he was pretty young at that time still because they had us pretty young. And he just, he realized, you know, if I stay here in Panama, my children based on, you know, I love Panama, I love my country and I love my people. So I got no, nothing against them. Right. But he had this vision of, we need to move to the U.S. Um, my mother is American and she has family in Florida. Okay. And he just had this vision. He knew that we were not that his daughters were not going to have the opportunities to advance their careers that um, that they would have if they did, if we didn't move to the U.S. Okay. Um, and he knew himself that he kind of needed to go out on his own because his boss was jealous of him and did not want him to supersede him. Even that though so crazy to me. Yeah, even sorry, though, I mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And my father's actually like a really humble guy. He's not that kind of guy who will be like, you're jealous of me. But it was my mother who actually noticed that she was right, of course. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, so we moved. We moved from Panama to the U.S. when I was 15 years old. And he started his consulting company with a business partner. It did, it did very well. He was able to buy a nice house and a nice property and build the house on it. And we lived there for many years. He's still in that house. And from there, he actually started another company um, that he um, promotes all throughout Latin America. So, you know, he's had several companies. He sold the other company, and now he works as a well, – while he has his own company in Panama and Latin America selling computer systems to restaurants and schools, um, he also is now one of the top consultants for a very large chemical company, um, and he also works as an independent contractor for them as well. And he's their top salesperson for all of Latin America as well. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah. you were, as you were growing up, you were seeing the kind of the entrepreneurial mindset already at play as a kid. Kind of. You know, I got to say, I didn't really get to see that until I started my business. Okay. Because, got it. Because my father, I mean, what I did get to see is someone working from home because he did Fair work enough. from home in his office. So that was nice to see. Um, you know, we knew we couldn't interrupt him <laughs> when he right. was working. Um, but I really started to get to know the entrepreneurial side of my father when I started my business and I started to run into challenges that to me felt like the end of the world. And he was like, ah, Lisa, it's no big deal. I've been through that 20 times. You'll get over it. Yeah. And you know, that was really important because other people who don't have entrepreneurial experience, they're going to freak out That's true. and think it's over, you know, but he was right. like, ah, keep going. You're fine. <laughs> gotcha. I hear that. I yeah. hear that. Thank you for sharing that for Sure. So we were kind of talking about this off air a little bit. You know, obviously we have uh, this thing, COVID-19, this world pandemic, you know, that we have going on. And a lot of people are kind of freaking out all over the place, you know, and, and rightfully so, right? This, you know, it's kind of a, a weird and scary time uh, in the history of the planet. But I guess I want to know kind of a two-part question. A, you know, what is the new normal looking like for you uh, as you engage in your business and stuff like that? And B, I imagine you have a lot of clients that are calling you trying to get some reassurance and stuff like that. Kind of walk me through that a little bit. If yeah. So, you know, I think we can't deny that the world's changed and it's not ever going to go back to where it was. I'm a fan of just keeping real. It's not going to go back to where it was and it can't. Um, so then what do we do? Well, number one, that's where resilience and capacity come in because what we're gonna learn about ourselves during this time, especially if we're business owners, is gonna be incredibly important to lay the groundwork for how we're gonna move forward. Right. And if we don't have the capacity to handle the ups and downs that might be coming or the extra pressure, or you know, even just having to even pivot your whole message or your whole brand um, to kind of serve where people are now, where they were not just a month ago, right. <laughs> All that stuff requires resilience and capacity. And so for me, I have to say, I haven't noticed a difference. And I've had two very solid months of sales because the work I do, which is expanding your capacity, is actually what's so needed right now. So I've been having a lot of people sign up to work with me since this thing hit because they need 
the strategy is not what's going to get them through this time. It's the capacity that's going to get them through this time, the capacity to handle what's coming. Now, in terms of my client, so for me, life is kind of the same. I work from home. As I was telling you in our private conversation, I live in a, I live in a very, like, I live on top of a mountain. So for me, life is the same other than just interacting with people in person. Um, and I did have to reschedule a retreat that was taking place at my home. Gotcha. Uh, but, but again, making it virtual and I've been doing virtual retreats for years. So it's, I know how to do that. Gotcha. But with my clients, I've got to say that I'm really proud of them because out of the people, when I compare people who aren't doing capacity work to people who are, yes, they've required a little extra support. I've had to have a couple extra long calls with them because we're trying to figure out, okay, so what changes now? How do I pivot? You know, there's a lot of people, and I say there's a lot of people running around like chicken little saying sky is falling. Absolutely. And there's a lot of noise happening right now. And mm -hmm. so it can be very hard to hear our own inner instincts and our own wisdom, which is what creates our business as successful. And we right. need to stay connected to that inner wisdom. Um, and so when it gets noisy, it's very hard to hear that. And we start panicking and we start getting ungrounded and we start making stupid decisions, to be honest. Um, and so little things like just because everybody else is laying people off, is that actually the best decision for your business right now? I hear that. Because I've seen some people who lay people off too fast and they overreacted and now they're screwed. <laughs> like they're just having a really hard time because they don't have the support they need to keep moving forward because the team has now been cut in half right. and they're regretting it. Right. Or for some people they're keeping the team members that don't need to keep and they do need to conserve. And for everybody it's different. So what I love about this, what I love about my clients right now is even though there is added pressure for them, they are handling it beautiful. Even though I'm having to put in a little extra time to help them pivot a message or, you know, deal with the other thing that's happening a lot is, but our, my clients' clients are extra stressed out right now. So they're lashing out more. They're getting angry about stupid little things. Um, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit more demanding clients right now because people are just their nervous systems are on alert and they're a little overreactive. And so how do we handle those kinds of client interactions? So I'm putting in extra work in that sense. Um, but I got to say, I'm really proud of my clients because they have been doing the work of expanding their capacity to handle this kind of stuff. In comparison to other people, I've, I've just been kind of really proud of them because they're they're writing it out really well. They're pivoting. I had a client who made $41,000 in sales in the last two weeks. Another one that made $16,000. So, Very nice. you know, this whole thing about like people are buying and there's no money right now. Eh, I, I don't buy that. You know, one of my one of my most successful years of business was when everybody was saying that there was no money for anything. And that's not true. I have a friend who in 2008, when the market crash had the most successful year of her business. So what are we listening to? How are we getting wrapped up in the noise? Do we have the capacity to stay connected to our own inner wisdom and know what's best for ourselves? That's what I'm seeing a lot of sort of floating around right now. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing that. It, it really just points to uh, th there's a lot of room for opportunity. Well, I mean, while there is a bit of uncertainty yeah. out there, Startup Nation, uh, there is tons of opportunity uh, out there. I think it just takes a little bit of like kind of, you know, sitting down, relax and being patient. And uh, that's something that Lisa can help you out with for sure. Make sure you go ahead and look in the show notes uh, to look at her website, to, to book a session, uh, to see if she's somebody that can help you during this uh, time of uncertainty for sure. Thank you, for, Lisa, for all of that. I appreciate that. My pleasure. You know, I, I love what you, what you said, you know, it was just making me think of, um, I have a client who's a hypnotherapist sure. and I think what you're saying about taking a moment, taking a breath, connecting with yourself. But I think also once you're connected, just one thing I've been noticing that I'm doing is I'm just putting on like these lenses of super observer and I'm observing mm. everything around me. Absolutely. That's when you start to see the opportunities. And I saw an article that said that anxiety rates have like tripled and people are seeking help with that anxiety. And I immediately sent it to my client and said, you better get yourself on Forbes entrepreneur, everything.com right now. Right. Talk to your publicity person, get yourself out there because people need your services because she specifies an anxiety so badly right now. So that's an example of like you're saying a need being created due to the crisis. And if you're observant, you know exactly where to go fill those needs. Absolutely. You know, at least it reminds me of 
you know, like when I, I you know, in the, in the, the first kind of couple of days when everything was kind of going on, I remember going to the grocery store and just like people all around me just kind of panicking. I just kind of felt like that person in a movie going in slow motion, just kind of like, hmm, what do I need to get next? But not panicking, if you will, right? And I think that's what a lot, I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who have that mindset are kind of going through. They're, they're seeing those opportunities because they're able to kind of like, just kind of calm down and relax uh, for sure. And you're right, your, your, your client should definitely call all of those uh, publications for sure, because they're ripe. Uh, they're definitely looking for that type of content, you know, for sure. 100%, 100%. So that, that's a great example, right? Like we think, I think our instinct as humans is to go into fight, flight, or freeze. Right. And a lot of people freeze. I see a lot of people flight or freeze, very few fight. <laughs> and right. fighting has to do with capacity, right? When you don't have capacity, you fight or freeze. But that's the worst thing you could do right now is freeze. Because like you said, here's, here's this article on a major in CNN.com talking about how or the New York Times, I forget where it was, mm -hmm. talking about how people are seeking more than ever help, help for their anxiety. And if you're in panic mode and frozen, you're going to completely miss that opportunity to Absolutely. put yourself out there and get a lot more clients who need help with the anxiety. Because yes, people are losing their jobs, but there's 7 billion people on the planet. Not all 7 billion people have lost their jobs. And there are still yeah. some people who are doing fine and working from home and they can be your clients. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, I know our business uh, is thriving because we have an educational consultant firm and uh, we, we, so we just kind of switched over to a lot of virtual tutoring. The podcast is doing well uh, with sponsorships now because a lot of businesses are, uh, what I'm finding is that a lot of businesses are contacting us because they want to remind people that yes, we're still open. And so they're spending a lot more ad spend uh, with us and other podcasters that I've been talking to because they want to remind people that they're still open for business. I think the perceptions out there is that all small businesses are closed and that's not, that's not true. It's not true at all. Love that. Yes. Sure. Amen. Sure. Lisa, you, you keep talking about, you know, this word that keeps coming up, capacity. You know, uh, you know, kind of share with us your doctrine about, you know, capacity and when you talk to your clients about it, because it seems like it's very important uh, in what you do. Yes. Thank you for that question, because I think it's the most important thing that any successful entrepreneur can possess. Mm -hmm. And if you look at really successful business people, people like Oprah, right? Right. If you look at the things that they prioritize in their support networks, it's capacity. Mm. There, there's a certain point at which you grow your business. And at that point, you know, the strat, you know, all the strategies and then the new strategies are just offshoots of the old strategies. And yet something's not working at that point, even though, you know, all the strategies and that's where capacity comes in. One of my favorite metaphors for what capacity, like what is capacity is, Think about those people who win the lottery mm -hmm. and they win hundreds of millions of dollars and then within five years they're completely broke. Right. It's because they didn't have the capacity to shift their identity and shift how they see themselves to be able to hold, handle, and receive those hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And so they went to their previous set point when it, there's a type of capacity I call money capacity, right? Mm -hmm. And so they went to their previous set point with their money and spent it all to get back to what their nervous system is used to, which is, you know, poverty or wherever they were before they had the, the hundred million dollars that they won. Right. And so right. that to me, you know, this started as a thing for me because I noticed in the first couple of years of my business that I would have these people come work with me and some of them were very successful and, you know, we're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year already. Not all of my clients are like that, but some of them are. Right. And right they would say something's just not working anymore. I've like, I'm having trouble keeping up the same revenue or I'm hitting a revenue ceiling or, you know, my team is falling apart and I can't quite seem to get the right team. And all those things affect your ability to grow and continue to earn more and more revenue and impact more and more people. If those things are not working and they had tried every strategy in the book, they'd gone to like a super high level business mastermind, a very famous coach leading it. And they'd done all the things you're supposed to do, but they were still hitting that plateau or they were still struggling in that same area. And when I started working with them, I realized this is not a strategy issue. You're very smart. You know, the strategies, what's actually happening is that you're hitting a set point and how you see yourself 
And so you don't have the capacity. It's kind of like there's an amazing minister. I forget his name that Oprah actually has promoted before. And he gave a beautiful um, speech at one of her events about how, you know, you, you're trying to fit a gallon into a pint. So you're trying to fit a gallon of abundance into a pint-sized container. So if you want a gallon of abundance, you got to upgrade your container to fit a gallon. <laughs> and that's, that's what capacity is. And so it really involves changing how you see yourself, changing how you are, um, how your boundaries are set up, changing how you're allowing yourself to be seen with your branding, with your messaging. How are you showing up? Are you hiding parts of you? It involves emotional capacity, which is, guess what? When you're more you're going to get more people criticizing you. You're going to get more people who have problems with your opinions. You got to, you got to deal with that because if you shut down and hide because you're afraid of what people think of you, your company's not going to grow. You know, then you got to look at your structural capacity, which is what are the foundations you're building upon? And are those foundations strong enough to carry you into the next five years of your projected growth plan? So, you know, if you want to make $5 million in the next five years or get to that revenue set point, do you have the team that's going to take you to $5 million? Do you have the business model that's going to take you to $5 million? Right. A lot of people, we don't ask ourselves these questions. We're just kind of obsessed with, with applying the latest funnel or the latest strategy. And we don't stop mm -hmm. to think, do I have the capacity to hold, handle, and receive the thing I'm trying to bring in? That's so important because you're absolutely right, Lisa. Thank you for sharing that. You're absolutely right. Like we see... No, I don't want to call them gimmicks because I don't want to seem like I'm downplaying what somebody does with their business and stuff like that. But there's always a new type of strategy, a new type of funnel, a new type of whatever. And people are saying, oh, YouTube is the way to go. No, Pinterest is the way to go. No, Facebook is the way to go. And so you can get kind of bogged down with choices from time to time. So I definitely appreciate what you uh, said that for sure. I want to ask a follow-up though, because you were talking about you know, making that shift, right? You know, you, you talked about the analogy of like the lotto winner. You talked about the, uh, the pastor that was featured on, on Oprah's uh, uh, mediums and stuff like that. So how do I make that shift? What does that look like? How do I get a bigger container for that abundance that I see? What does that look like? Love that question. Well, that's why I work with people over the course of 10 months. But Absolutely. Framework for that, that I call the capacity code. And I call it unlocking your personal capacity code. Everybody's yeah. different and it's as unique to you as your fingerprint. Mm -hmm. um, and so for the first thing we have to do is we have to do an assessment of where your weak points are in your capacity. And so like I mentioned before, I have six capacities that I think are incredibly important for success. So the first one is money. So what you want to ask yourself is where I want to go in terms of where my goals are for the next five years. Money capacity, I define as the ability to continuously um, earn, save, and invest larger and larger amounts of money on a year-after-year -year basis. So where you want to go in the next five years, do you honestly have the capacity to receive the level of revenue you want to make in the five year, next five years? That's a question you want to ask yourself now as you're listening. Of course. What does that mean? Well, it can mean a lot of things. You could have some weird beliefs about money. I had a client once who could not get past 200,000 in revenue and she could not figure it out. And she had been banging her head against a wall for three years, right. doing every program, every business coach, everything. Well, would you know it? We found out one day in a session that when she was little, her mother was a very successful, powerful businessman, and she always made more than the father. And when she was little, the father, when her mother hit 200,000 in earning, father left the family wow. and he was he was threatened by the fact that she made more money than him so this was ingrained into her nervous system no idea it was there and then she's wondering why she can't move past two hundred thousand. so we actually did some work to release that belief and that fear and, and she had a partner and she had like a subconscious fear that if she earned more that her partner would leave her even though her partner was extremely supportive and he wasn't going anywhere and wouldn't you know it, after we did that work, she earned more than 200000 right? right? So I want you to think as you're listening, when it comes to my money capacity, who do I need to be in five years in terms of how I relate to my money, how I be with my money, how I spend my money, how I invest my money, to be that person? And are you being that person now? Chances are no. Um, so then I ask that for all the capacities, visibility capacity, which is your ability to let all of you be fully seen. 
I have a client who is incredibly intuitive. She hid this. She thought people would think she was crazy or too woo woo or whatever. And she had an event that she would sell every year. She sold about 88 people into it every year. When she finally got the courage to kind of come out as an intuitive person, would you believe her event sells for, it sells 200 and something tickets now. Wow. So she more than doubled her event attendance and revenue just by allowing that part of her to be fully seen. It makes her unique and makes her stand out. So we hide all these things about ourselves. So in terms of where you want to be in five years, are you really showing all the parts of you that really make you unique instead of looking like a cookie cutter of everybody else? Purpose capacity is another one. And I call that the inside matching the, inside matching the outside gotcha. <laughs> or the outside matching the inside. So a lot of people are starting businesses that they think would be lucrative but aren't actually connected to their purpose and their passion. And then, of course, they might make a lot of money in the beginning, but then they get to a certain point where it's just not working anymore because it's not actually matched up with your inside. It's not what your true purpose is on this earth. Right. And so, again, do you really want to grow what you have right now? Is it really aligned with who you are what meant to be and what you're meant to do enough that you're going to want to grow it and put all that work and energy into it to get it to where you want it to get to in five years? Now we have embodiment capacity. Embodiment <laughs> gotcha. is what I call emotional, physical, mental, spiritual. And that's the part where we were just talking about. Right. You know, if somebody, if you get a horrible troll comment on a blog post or even someone known in the industry disagrees with one of your opinions, are you, are you going to let it throw you off for two weeks and make you hide or not want to post anymore? Because the, the more visible you are and the, the, great, the bigger you grow, you're going to get criticism. You're going to polarize people. And learning, are you okay with the level of criticism you might get five years from now at that revenue point and that visibility point now? Because you got to start making yourself ready for that now, not when you get there. Because when you get there, it's too late now. And then structures, which is a fifth capacity. I always call this building a house on a cardboard foundation, which is what a lot of people do. Do you have the team that you need now that you're like, do you have the team that you're going to need in five years now? If not, you got to start building that. Is your business model actually aligned with where you want to be five years from now? And then it comes like even to a personal point in your personal life. Do you have the foundations and structures that you need at home to support you right now? So one of my favorite stories about that is I used to have a lady who would come clean my house because at this point, well, now I can't have her because we're on social distancing. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but when we could have people come clean her right. house, <laughs> um, she would come and she was, she was a godsend to me. I mean, I was so grateful for her because for me, my time is, is so valuable at this point Absolutely. that just Saturday cleaning is a waste of a Saturday for me. Right. And I'd right. rather outsource it to somebody who enjoys it and who does, who not supported a local small business. And so she would come and she, she was, she would do my laundry, but I would tell her, don't, I would feel bad. And I'd say, don't put it away. I'll put it away. And then I started thinking, why the hell am I doing that? I'm spending two hours putting clothes away, two hours of my time. She could do it in half the time because she's good at this. Right. And you know, like that's hours that I'm not going to get back. So that's an example of ways that we kind of sabotage ourselves with our structural capacity. We add more stress to our lives um, instead of requesting and delegating and, and asking for more help. And then the last capacity I would ask you to ponder on as you're listening to this is your boundaries. You're going to have to say no to people. You're going to have to turn down as you grow. Man, I've turned down opportunities to make $50,000 because they just didn't go with my values or they didn't really match where I want to take my company or they, you know, whatever the reason might be, do you have the ability, do you have the boundaries that you're going to need five years from now, right now? And if the answer is no, you know what I'm going to say, work on getting those boundaries because as you grow, I mean, look, there's a really great quote. I love Oprah. So I'm going to mention her a million times. She's sure. such a great capacity model, but the story Oprah tells about how she gives people two chances to push her boundaries. So a lot of people, you can imagine, a lot of people are making requests of Oprah. They want her to promote this or promote that because she's, you know, her name on something is going to make it really go far. Absolutely. So she gets a lot of requests. And she said once that sometimes people will ask her and she will say no. And she'll watch to see how much they push back. 
So she'll wait and see if they push back a second time and then she'll say no again. And if they keep pushing, then she knows they don't care about her well-being or her at all. They're only in it for themselves. Mm. And so I love that attitude because that's the kind of boundaries you need to have as you grow because more and more people want your time, your energy, and your attention. And that's when you, if you don't have boundaries, that's when you start getting entrepreneurs that get burned out and can't run the business anymore, or they have to take a break or you lose momentum because so many people are trying to get a piece of you. You've right. got to be okay with having rock solid boundaries that are going to match where you want to go. Not the boundaries you have now, because those got, got you to where you are now. Absolutely. What are the boundaries your five years from now self needs to have? That's what I would say. Like, this is how you expand your capacity is looking at where are your weak points. You'll know by listening to what I just went through, mm-hmm. where you need to work the most. And then, you know, there's a whole system I have for how to increase capacity in each one of those areas. But those are the essential questions you can start asking yourself right now. All right, Startup Nation. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. The Startup Life is powered by Ladder. Startup Nation, as an entrepreneur, you are the engine that powers your business. We have had many entrepreneurs on the show, from those that played Division II basketball, quite a few Ironman participants, and even an NFL quarterback. And the one thing they all have in common is that they know getting early morning workout wins leads to business success for the day. However, it's super important what fuel you use for your workout to get that early morning success. And that's where Ladder comes in. Ladder is a sports nutrition company founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party that is trusted by all major professional sports organizations, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more to verify the highest standards for quality, but more importantly, safety. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Personally, I like superfood greens. Not only does it include the most essential nutrients that are hard to get in your diet, like magnesium, zinc, B vitamins, and vitamin D, they also included the Rodelio root, which helps keep you healthier when stress is high, but also it helps support immunity according to many studies. Use code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off at ladder.sport. So maybe you're not trying to be a four-time league MVP or a seven-time Mr. Olympia, but you still need the tools to elevate your health that elevates your business. So go with Ladder and prepare to get better every day. This episode is powered by a Personal Revolution podcast. Startup Nation, have you been stuck inside wondering how to take charge of your life? Is there something you want to do but haven't been able to do yet? In Personal Revolution, best-selling author and life coach Allison Task helps you take control of your life with inspiration and humor so that you move from where you are now to where you want to be and have fun doing it. It's like having a personal coach whispering in your ear. This three-month podcast course, along with bonus episodes each month, will help you create a clear vision for what you want out of life, remove the frustrating blocks that are holding you back, develop a detailed action plan that will drive you to where you want to be, and build a network that will help you create your future. And at $4.99 per month, the Personal Revolution podcast comes with a personal workbook and real-time access to a community of other changemakers working toward their goals with positivity, possibility, and momentum. And for a limited time, all of this is available to you for free. That's right, Startup Nation, free. Download the Himalaya app in your app store, look up Personal Revolution, and enter promo code REVOLUTION at checkout to get your first month absolutely free. So if you're ready to go after a better life, you're ready for Personal Revolution. Startup Nation, make sure you stay tuned at the end of this episode for an exclusive trailer for the Personal Revolution podcast. Startup Nation, we tell you all the time that no one does anything great on their own. That includes starting a business or a nonprofit or even becoming a thought leader or an influencer. My point is that you need a team to do it successfully and responsibly. And that is why you should contact DR and Associates. Danielle and her team provide branding solutions along with digital and social media marketing that provide tangible results you are looking for. No matter if you are a Fortune 500 company 
or an author looking to make an impact, DR & Associates needs to be part of your team. They are one of the few firms whose leadership has been recognized by Google, which is proof of concept that they are very good at what they do. Contact DR & Associates today to grow your online presence. The number is 615-933-3681 or you can visit their website at drandassociates.com. Also, make sure you follow their Facebook page as well. DR and Associates, providing real clients with real results. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, because you talked about this, and this came up a few times in the story from before and even now, uh, you, you talked about the people that are around you and how super important that is. And like, kind of walk us what that looks like, because look, sometimes there are people who are best for when we start something. And then as we start to progress and move forward, sometimes we have to unfortunately let those people go. Uh, and then sometimes the flip side happens where maybe the person who uh, was trying to be a part of your team in the beginning wasn't the right part, you know, wasn't right for the team at the beginning, but maybe as you progress, now they're right and perfect for the job. Can you talk about that, you know, determining when somebody is best uh, to be in your circle, whether that be a spouse, whether that be a friend, whether that be a coworker or an employee or something like that. Can you talk about that a little bit, Lisa? Yes. Oh, this is such a good question. Thank you for asking it. I think it's such a valuable question. I think you've got to be so fierce about who you let into what I call your personal ecosystem as you're growing. And I'll, I want to tell a story sure. about this. Absolutely. I I had a coach that I worked with for a year, loved her, wonderful woman. I have no issue with her. She's a great coach. And, but towards the end of our working relationship, I decided that I needed to double my one-on-one -on -one prices and they were going to be, I've always been premium level with my one-on-one -on -one because my, the results match what you invest. Right. Um, and, but I, but I went even further. I said, they need to double. And when I told her this, I saw her face go white. And in that moment, I realized you can't be my coach anymore because not that she's not a wonderful person, that I'm not still in touch with her and that I don't think she does a great job at what she does. Right. But I realized she does, she can't even fathom charging that amount of money. So she's not the right person to support. Well, that's like trying to learn how to handle, you know, a million dollar business from somebody who's never made more than 50,000. There you go. Like you can't, so you got to be careful about who you're taking advice from. And you also have to be fierce about really only choosing people around you who are going to be lifting you up to your goals. And that doesn't mean being surrounded by a bunch of yes men. Of course. I'm talking about, you know, for me, my circles of advisement are very tight. I have two people that I, that I seek for advice on in personal and business matters. And that is it. And I don't seek it from anybody else because I know those people, people, I have built enough of a relationship with them over the last five years that I know I can trust them. Number one, I know that they don't, aren't threatened by my success at all. I know that they want me to super succeed. Right. You know, I, I've seen their intentions and I also know they're going to call me out <laughs> and they're going to call BS but in a loving way, because they want to lift me up, not because they want to tear me down, because they want to lift me up. Gotcha. And so I think being fierce about who you allow in your sphere is really important. And that includes your team members. For me, when you're hiring, one of the things I actually, in, in my, when my interviews, a lot of people ask questions about what are your tech proficiencies and so on and so forth. I don't care about that stuff. That stuff can be learned. Right. And that's like, you should know how to do that. What the questions I ask are all about emotional capacity. I ask them how they reacted to difficult situations and past jobs. I look, I ask questions to make sure that I'm not going to have to do a ton of emotional handholding for them. Cause you know, in online business, things move fast. I don't have time. To be, I don't have time to be coddling your feelings every single day for, you know, as a CEO, like Facts. If, I, if I write you a short email, you know, I tell everybody I hire, if I'm, if I am not mad unless I tell you I'm mad. And if you assume I'm mad and I haven't told you I'm mad, that's on you. Got you. And so, you know, do you have employees who have emotional capacity? Because it's very draining to be having to write heart emojis and all this stuff at the end of right. every sentence because people are overly sensitive. Absolutely. You know? 
So those are just some examples of what I think is important when you're selecting people around you is that you know their intentions are true, that they hold the same values as you in terms of where you want to go, how much you want to earn, how many people you want to impact, what's important to you in terms of the values of your company and what you stand for. You got to make sure that the people who are supporting you are aligned with those values because otherwise you start having what I call um, little energetic pinpricks and it's like, you know, they call, or they call it a death by paper cut, you know? Right. So like, it's just a little paper cut and a little, little blood comes out. But then you, if you have paper cuts all over your whole body, you're completely drained, right? So that's what happens energetically with a lot of people is they don't, they don't uh, select the right people to be around them. And it creates a lot of drama that they then have to spend double the time clearing out. And that is taking energy away from you growing your business. And it's death by paper, paper cut. You end up drained and burned out and you don't know why. And a lot of times it's because you have too much drama in the people around you. I also don't think you should share your ideas with everybody. I don't share my, I only share my, my most precious ideas with my two mentors and that's it. I don't tell anybody else about it until I feel secure and confident in it. And then I feel confident telling other people. So, so yeah. And, and, and I have had many situations where I had team members that worked with me for two, three years and we got to a point where I just knew they just couldn't grow. Like they were happy with, they didn't want to grow. First of all, they were happy with where they were. And so why would I want to push that person to keep growing? It's just going to create friction right. and they're going to start to feel criticized. They're going to feel like they're not appreciated. And so, you know, in those cases, I just had lovely conversations and I said, you know, I've, I just, I'm getting the sense that we are at the end of our road, you know, and it seems like you're very happy with where you are and, my needs for my business are changing and we've had very amical conversations and parted ways. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, those are, that's all I have to say about that. But, but the, the, the thing is just be highly selective and discerning of who you allow in your sphere from hiring people to friends and family. You don't need to be telling your whole family what you're doing because not everybody in your family has your mindset, has the mm -hmm. mindset that you, need to support you to keep moving forward and especially when it comes to money you know entrepreneurs think very different about money than people who have nine to five jobs I, I don't know if you can hear me clapping right now but like <laughs> yes, absolutely the, the reason the thing is about the friends and family not that like they mean any harm or you mean any harm to them or stuff like that it's just that one thing one philosophy i've always had from the very beginning since we started our company is that entrepreneurship is a language and it's a language not everybody understands, right? And, and, and so you try to have some of those conversations with friends and family and they're like, uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But if you have that, that conversation with another entrepreneur, even if they're not in the same industry, they totally, they totally get, or at least they get 85% of what you're talking about. So you don't have to explain a whole lot of things. So I'm so glad you said that, Lisa. Right. And they'll, you know, like <laughs> I had a client who was investing like 50 grand something and her, her partner, her spouse was right. freaking out. He was like, that's like a car. How can you spend it? <laughs> he was freaking out. It was a really good opportunity actually ended up being a great opportunity. First of all, she didn't tell him, she just made the investment because it was her, she keeps her money separate gotcha. and you know, she didn't tell him. And then she did tell him cause you know, they're married and she should tell him. And Anyway, long story short, it actually ended up creating a beautiful opportunity for them to have a conversation where he got to heal some of his money scarcity stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he got on board and he actually started working as her COO and they got went to a million dollars that year because she was willing to make that investment. But that's not always the case. You no, know? it is not. No, you may not want to tell your aunt that you just spent 50 grand on something because, you know, for her, that's like, a mortgage or something, you right, know, exactly. They don't get, they don't get the, the different kind of mindset you have to have around money. So yeah, for I love sure. that. For sure. Thank you for sharing that. And startup nation. Another thing Lisa said that I thought was super important uh, as we continue our conversation is the interviewing piece. When you're interviewing people uh, for a job and stuff like that, you know, by the time they get to the interview, they're qualified for the job or the very least, like Lisa said, I can teach them some technical stuff. At this point, you're trying to look for fit, or as Lisa says, uh, looking for that, that emotional intelligence, if you will. So I love that you said that. Lisa. Thank you. Yeah, I got to say it's the most important thing because I've had people who were incredibly skilled 
I went to a conference once mm-hmm. um, and there was a breakout and the guy, the, the name of the breakout session was scaling to eight figures. So of course I went to that because I wanted to know. Absolutely. And the guy, the guy was an eight figure and beyond company and he gave a presentation and the only thing he talked about the entire hour was the, t- your team. And he said, that is what makes your company. It's not your strategy. It's not this. It's not that. It's your team. And he said, if you have somebody on the team who is amazing at what they do, but they have a bad attitude, fire them immediately because they will poison your entire team. Absolutely. And I have had that experience. I had it early on in my business. And it's like what you said. I don't care. I mean, yes, you should be skilled and good at what you do and you should be able to do what you're being hired for. But the attitude and the, the values that that person holds and their emotional capacity is more important because you can have a person who's less skilled, but has a great attitude and they can learn Mm -hmm. and they can get better and they will contribute more to the bottom line of your company because they have a good attitude. And and the person who has the technical skill, they have a terrible attitude. It'll actually dampen the skill that you hired for them in the first place. Yeah. And then then they'll turn the whole team against you. Then you have no team. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. Once again, we're talking to leadership coach Lisa Fabrega. And if you want to contact Lisa, once again, Startup Nation, we have our contact information in the show notes if you listen to the replay on the podcast. Lisa, let me ask you this. We're kind of going to put you on the spot here because I know you worked at, a, you know, you said you worked as an actress and stuff like that. Is there somebody out there like an influencer or actor, actress, business person uh, that we all know? Uh, you know, that you would love to work with, who would that person be and why? Absolutely. My dream client is Amal Clooney. Okay. Okay. George Clooney's wife, correct? Yes. Gotcha. She's a very celebrated, respected human rights lawyer doing really important things in the world. I really love working with people. And I have to say all of my clients, they're all doing important stuff in the world and they really want to change the world around them with their own unique perspective. And so yeah, I would love to work with um, Amal Clooney because I think she's doing such important work in the world. She stands up for women and children and refugees and um, very successful lawyer uh, and has been very successful in getting people freed, political prisoners, so on and so forth. And that's somebody who I respect immensely. And that's a job with a lot of pressure that needs a lot of capacity. <laughs> absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Could not agree more for sure. So let's talk about the business side a little bit of what you do, Lisa. So how do you find clients? How do you, you know, how do you determine, you know, your pricing and stuff like that? Because in what you do in a, in a service uh, type of business, a lot of people in Startup Nation always have issues with finding clients and how much to charge them. So kind of share your philosophy about that. if you. So I have to do it the old school way. And I think the okay. old school way still works. Okay. <laughs> and You know, I just want to say this if you're listening. There's a lot of people who are going to tell you this is dead or that's dead and that's not working anymore. I call BS on all of that. I heard that. That's where you have to be connected to your inner wisdom and what works for you. So what I did in the beginning of my business is I just, I realized I got to get my face persistently in front of as many people as possible and consistently. And I don't care if you get annoyed by seeing me so much, like that's my attitude. I'm still going to show up. So I had a combination of things that I did. I purposely would tell one person every day what I was doing. It didn't matter who it was. It was just a goal I set for myself. So if it was at the grocery store and I was checking out and I was talking to the checkout person, I'd tell them what I was doing. Um, if I was at my temp job, you know, and I was talking to somebody, I'd tell them what I was doing. Um, I would just tell one person every day because here's the thing. You never know who knows somebody. And I got several clients from people who I talked to like that. And they said, Oh, I've got a sister who needs what you do. And then I'd get a client. And so we make all these assumptions like, Oh, that person checking me out doesn't have the money to hire me, but you don't know who that person knows. And how do you know they don't have the money to hire you? Right. You don't know why they're, they might be doing that for fun. Who knows? So So that was something that was very helpful to me because everybody knows somebody. And so if you just make it a point of saying that every day to one person, it's sort of like, you know, what is it? The seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. (laughs) Somebody somebody knows somebody. And it also you in the practice of just learning how to say what you do in a succinct and clear way. 
if you practice it enough times, then you start learning what works and what doesn't and what people respond to and what they don't. So there's that. The other thing I did is we did have webinars back then. (laughs) So I decided that I was going to do a webinar every single month for a year. And I did. I did a webinar every month for a year. And I would, I would invite people to come talk to me afterwards and book a sales call. And that's how I got clients too. But that was another thing that I did. The other thing is I went to every wellness center, massage center, like everywhere I could go where I could leave my business cards and my pamphlets. And I would offer to do uh, free, you know, chats for them. Um, if I knew a friend who was working at a company, I'd ask her if a company needed somebody to come in and talk about such and such to their employees for free. So I was just always looking for places where I could get myself in the door. And I think that that is just the attitude you always have to carry with you, even as your business is successful. I still have that attitude. Um, and I don't think, I think people get lazy because they get, things start getting easier. It does get easier after the first two years to get clients and you've got more momentum under your belt. But I don't think you can back off because then things start slowing down. So I think having that attitude of just how many more people can know about me, how many more people's faces can I get in front of and not getting paranoid that people are getting annoyed about seeing you. You've got to supersede that because people are going to get annoyed that they're seeing you. You know, one of my favorite uh, programs that I promote every year Um, It's not my program. It's somebody else's program. And it's one of the few programs I promote other than mine. And whenever the promotion period for that comes around every year, I see all these people posting all these annoyed posts like, oh God, promotion for such and such program has already started. I've already gotten five emails about it. And I'm like, you know what? Good. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that is a, that is a person who's got her stuff together and she's got people on board and that's how you sell things. So it's only the people criticizing who it's kind of like Bernie says, I don't want to hear your feedback if you haven't gotten your butt kicked in the arena. And so it's the same thing. Don't worry about those people. Those people are never going to be your clients anyway. And Absolutely. you've got to be done. Absolutely. Pricing wise, that's a hard question. And this comes back to money capacity. I do not, I do not believe it. Well, there's several ways to do it. I don't believe in just looking at what other people are doing and then just doing that price. Okay. Don't, don't do that because when I, when I um, started my coaching business, I wanted to bring coaching to Panama where I grew up because I started my business in the U.S. And back then in Panama, nobody knew what coaching was. It wasn't a thing. And I was told by several people, there's no way anybody will ever pay you more than $150 a month for coaching. They're, they would never spend money on that. People in Panama don't spend money on that. I didn't listen to a word those people said to me. Right. I went in, I started charging, you know, it's, this is at the beginning. I charge more now, but it was 700 a month. I went in at 700 a month. Right. They told me I couldn't even get 150. I had 10 <laughs> clients. Wow. And clients paying me $700 a month at that point. And I was, I became well known as a coach in Panama at that time. So don't listen to what other people tell you. You need to think about two things on a practical level. You need to think, well, what do I want to earn? What do I want to earn from this total and from this particular thing that I'm launching or offering? And then from there, you kind of backtrack into what you need to charge. So for example, I had a client who wanted to charge only $1,500 for a program that I was talking to yesterday. But then I said, but you realize if you want to make 200 K off of this $1,500 program, you have to sell this was like over a hundred or something like that program. And I'm like, it's much harder (laughs) to sell over a hundred of these programs. than if you just make it 2,500 and then you like to sell maybe half of that. And so you know, just think about those things too. How much do you want to make? And then break it down into, well, how many of these am I going to have to sell to make that amount of money? And is it realistic for me at this point in my business to think I can sell 100, 200 of these? Of course. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe yes. I don't know where you are if you're listening. Right. Um, and the other thing is there is a number in your heart. There is a number in your inner wisdom. I call it in your soul. That's how I talk with my clients. Mm-hmm. Listen to that number because... It's often different than what other people tell you. And it's also an indicator of what would feel good to you. Money is an energy exchange. And if you are not getting, if you're putting in hundred percent energy to your client and the money they're paying you is less than hundred percent energy in return, this is how people burn out. They're not getting equal energy exchange. So 
think about what would feel like a fair and equal energy exchange for me to deliver this service in a way that would not drain me. That's all money capacity stuff. I hear that. For sure. For sure. And if you want to get more tips like that and more uh, from Lisa, if you're listening to the radio side, go to lisafabrega.com. And if you listen on the replay on the podcast, we have a link there in the show notes for easy access, but also follow her on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have all those links there in the show notes uh, for easy access. I appreciate all of that, Lisa, for sure. Before we kind of wrap it up for today, I want to hear how, uh, how Luna and Sadie are doing, your two rescue dogs. How are they doing these days? They're doing great. I gotta say, it's really wonderful to have pets during a pandemic because <laughs> it really lowers your stress level and they're so funny. They are currently locked in a room away from this, com- away from my computer in my office so that we can have a nice quiet interview. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I guess you don't want uh, a, a, a BBC situation. You, you ever see that video, the, the young... The young girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those situations. I've had one of those before. Uh, I, and I just, I just roll with it. I just roll with it. So, but it is yeah. what it is for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Lisa, what's your entrepreneurial superpower and why? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, mine is being able to see what the real problem is. I can, I, I mean, I, I've worked with people who had like some of the best strategists on the planet advising them and I can, and they're still not understanding what's wrong. And I can just go right to, nope, it's not this, it's that. Gotcha. And that's what I'm good at. I'm good at seeing what the real problem is. I heard that. I heard that. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. And before I ask the last question, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the Startup Life. We definitely appreciate all your value and the content and your time that you provided for us today. Uh, but now I'm going to turn the microphone over to you because there's an entrepreneur out there that's still trying to understand uh, their capacity. They're, they're feeling stuck in their business or they're afraid to even kind of start their business. Kind of share with them some words of wisdom to uh, take us on out today, Lisa. Absolutely. Number one, don't listen to what other people tell you. <laughs> listen to yourself and where you're feeling led to go. That's always going to be your best compass to growing your business. Everything I have done has been the opposite of what people told me to do. And the things that work for other people have never worked for me. I hear that. If there's anything you do is build your trust in yourself and your own inner wisdom as it's guiding you and be willing to make the mistakes because that's how you'll learn what was inner wisdom and what was ego. But just listen to that little voice inside of you and go back and listen to the questions I asked you for the six capacities so you know which capacity you need to start with. And that's going to wrap up our session with Lisa Obrega. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the show. We really enjoyed your value and your time. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for such great questions. No worries. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, If you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. Startup Nation, here's an exclusive trailer from Allison Task and her Personal Revolution podcast, the career and life coach that has been featured on Good Morning America, The Today Show, The Early Show, USA Today, and many more publications. Check it out.
Hi, my name is Allison Task, and I am the host of Personal Revolution. Are you ready to be happy and do that thing you always wanted to do? Well, I am thrilled to announce that I have now made available for free the Personal Revolution podcast course. This course is based on my best-selling book, and it is now yours for free wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It includes 10 original episodes with plenty of never-released-before content, and then it includes a premium version. For $4.99 a month, you will get a customized workbook. You'll get access to a private private community on Himalaya, and you'll have just-in-time audio drop-ins from me again in the community on Himalaya. Just go to Himalaya.com, look up Personal Revolution, and type in Revolution to get your first month for free. I'll look forward to seeing you in the community. So Startup Nation, if you're ready for a personal revolution, go to the show notes and subscribe to the Personal Revolution podcast. Startup Nation, do you have friends and loved ones that you want to do something nice for, but maybe they live in the next city, the next state, or even halfway around the world? Well, I have a solution for you. Koya is the new and best way to let your friends and family know you're thinking of them. Choose a friend, record a message, and hide it in a location that they are likely to visit and give them a clue. When they arrive, your message will instantly appear. You can even send them a gift. Best of all, the app is completely free. Get Koya.com to download it now. That's K-E-T-K-O-Y-A.com. Or check the link in the show notes. Koya. Show you care when you can't be there.